Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. This meeting is being recorded. Like, can you not? I just, that's a new thing, right? Zoom is always like just putting out new features. And we're like, we're done with you. We don't need new updates. We're done. Yeah, we need Zoom to not be a thing anymore. The only update I was down for was like the face correct, like the beauty one. The, do you not use the beauty one? Oh, I do. Of okay. course I do. Okay. And like, I so, hope it would look that way. No, it, that, no I, I never know because it's so subtle. Like it's not like an Instagram yeah. filter where you like can tell when someone's using a filter. So I never know if people are actually using it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's probably just for yourself, right? Like you just feel better. You like glow a little bit and it's just a subtle, subtle little beauty filter. It's like the TikTok beauty filter. Yeah. The TikTok beauty filter. Although the TikTok one, I have found that it's a bit, it's become a bit intense. I liked it when it was the subtle one, but now that there has all the lip features and all that stuff, I'm not super down for it anymore. Oh my God. And you can literally like apply makeup to your face. I'm like, okay, let's just, just smooth out the pimples. That's all I need. That's, I don't need like you to add highlights. Yeah. I've to already my face. spent money on mascara. I've spent money on like lipstick. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, don't, don't, yeah. you, I don't need another thing to remind me that I'm just not beautified enough. Like, it's just a bit, you know, it's enough. Exactly. Um, that being said, <laughs> I have Maddie today, half of OKC's podcast on the Aspirational Podcast. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so I'm used to doing these Bachelor recaps with Scout and Maddie because Scout is actually the person that got me into The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And recently... That's I, right. And, and now being told that she gave up. She gave up. Um, I have a feeling, I mean, she gave up pre-Hannah B. Like, I think she gave up Peter's season. I think that's when she stopped. Honestly, I think she is just so, like, evolved as a human being. And she just is, you know, trying to be so sophisticated in her life that she just doesn't want to litter her headspace with The Bachelor. Which, you know what? Um, rude. Like, yeah, rude. that was a pillar. It was a pillar of OKSIS content. Like, we literally talked about The Bachelor all the time. It was like the one thing that Scout Scout and I could relate on in terms of like pop culture. She was always in the know about Bachelor Nation, whereas she doesn't know anything else about pop culture. And now she even took that away. So You know, I love it how like everything that Scout is achieving, you know, with her wellness and her like, what's it called? Emotional awakening. Like you're literally taking the piss out of her where everyone's like, oh, for sure. I'm like, no, bring back Bachelor Nation Scout. Like, like, what the fuck are we supposed to talk about on OK Sis? Like, we need to have some Bachelor content. Do you miss Bachelor Nation Scout? Of course I do. She was so silly. And she also, the thing about her was that she had such great uh, insights and great, you know, uh, commentary on The Bachelor because she has this, like, Le- like higher level purpose of, you know, whatever she has that she could come to it in a more, you know, in intellectual light, which I love to do, which I, which is why I'm so excited to chat with you about, yeah. about this, this season. But there's nothing intellectual about me. Like, I think you know that by now. Okay. Like, I'm just not yeah. like, even if I tried the color of my hair, which like I have roots now, so like, no, but it just doesn't really happen for me as much as I like to try. I'm just not that intellectual as a person. But it's your accent that tricks us you know what I mean yeah like because of the English accent like we think that you're the smartest person in the room you know yeah exactly but I actually am the dumbest like I can't do two plus two <laughs> no like it's actually a problem like I I was having this conversation the other day with multiple friends of mine they were like if we spoke in math 
you'd be the dumbest person in the world. Like I'm very lucky that I managed to, you know, collect enough vocabulary in French and English to kind of like blag it. But if we spoke in math, everyone, I would be known as Diana Dumbass. Like it's just... Yeah, but, yeah, but I think that's like a common thing. I don't think people would be able to speak in math. Like I can't do mental math, but I'm good at math. But it's like if we spoke in math, no, we would look, we would be... Yes, considered intellectually. No, but inferior. if math was the norm, like for example, you know your table of uh, multiplications, the the times. Sure, I don't know them. That's fine, Deanna. Just nor nor do I. That's you know five that's times eight. You know five times eight. Forty. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's two of us. <laughs> Oh my God, let's move on, please. please. Let's move on. Oh my God. Okay, so before every episode, I hope I introduced you well enough. Like, I feel like this was just me talking to... Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, whatever. You know, I was going to actually tell you before we record, but do you remember that I do tip of the week? Oh, uh, yes. But you have all your book recs and stuff. Like, right. I see, we have- I see you on the talk. I see you. On the talk. <laughs> hashtag book talk yeah and book, book influencer now so like are you actually because like for I, a while you you become like a dancer like i was you, you know <laughs> i know well during quarantine i literally i was dancing non-stop and shaking my tuchus and completely embarrassing myself on the internet as i typically do um but yeah i am in pursuit of becoming a book influencer it's something that's really important to me and then i basically just like forced everyone to consider myself as a book influencer because the only TikToks that go viral on my account are the ones that I talk about romance novels. And then also I created a book club on OKSIS because I was like, all right, we got to we gotta level up and like make this a legit thing. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna, you know what? You have to have positive affirmations and I am a book influencer. That's what I am. I don't know what that makes me. And I love how you like, you know, lured people in with your like, you know, tuchus dancers. And then you're like, actually, I'm going to talk to you about books. Yeah. Like basically you went from thoughts to not. Wait, you're going to die. I was with my mom and I was like, um, do I, do I look really thoughty? She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, thought like that hoe out there. And she was, she was like, oh, I I thought you meant like T-H-O-U-G-H-T, like a thought and that you were That's what I thought the first time people told me about about thought and thoughty. That's what I thought. Thought. Yeah. Thought. thought. Yeah. But like in English, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't hit the same. Thought, exactly. Thought. Anyway, I love thought, thought of you. I love Thank book you. influencer you. Um, all the use. That said, because I love all the use, the tip of the week has become like an essential part of this podcast now. Because I actually, you know what? You're a book influencer. I actually consider myself a hack influencer. Oh, okay. I would I would so, consider you that as well. Yes, because, you know, thank you. Um, Because I, you know, I talk about, I do my reality TV interviews and stuff on the podcast, but on the talk, I don't want to fucking talk about reality TV. I just talk about hacks because I think that people go on TikTok for the hacks and I'm bored of Instagram. I don't Instagram anymore. Like I hate, hate, hate Instagram. I'm I'm done. Yeah, I'm so done. And I don't want to spend five hours like, you know, curating these little videos about reality TV, like five things you need to know about. They're like, fuck that. I can't be asked. Like, I'm too dumb and I don't have the patience. So I'm a hack influencer. So tip of the week has become so important to me and I'm going to let you roll with it. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. 
Well, so being in the theme of books, I am going to shamelessly plug the okay sis book club pick for what month is it? July. It is Rock the Boat by Beck Dorystein, and I am obsessed with this girl. I am obsessed with authors who are like active on DMs, if that makes sense. Like if they respond to me on DM, it's just, it's like I'm talking to a celebrity. Like they're so down to talk to you and like be your friend. And that's kind of like, I've roped them into talking to me on the podcast. So I'm going to be speaking with her. It's like the perfect summer beach read. You know, literally it's about a, a girl going back to her small seaside town on the East Coast and it's like preppy boys. It's delightful. I highly recommend bring it to the beach and then listen to the OK Sis podcast episode that'll be at the end of July. Right. So I want to go a little bit more in depth about this. First of all, how do we join the OK Sis book club? You read the book and then you listen to the episode. With okay, so I I interview the authors every single month, which okay. I'm now thinking like <sighs> there really is not that great of like a community aspect to this. Like I should probably set up like a Zoom call or something for like a all Facebook of us. group. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna set up a group or something so we can all chat. But my tip is you do the Facebook group and then you go live on that Facebook group to like discuss the book. Discuss it. Yeah, we. I need to lean in more to the like bringing in the audience. I selfishly yeah. just like want to talk to the authors because I think that's like just really interesting. But yes, I I need to be a leader. Yes, I need to be a lean leader. In, yeah, lean into the. You you know, full blown into the book influencer vibes because I right. feel like when you're a book influencer, usually you're like, you don't have manicured hands. Like you don't, you're not very, you're a bit like shitty. You're a bit uncool. Like, I feel like you're the cool book influencer. Yeah. I'm like, like I'd cool, read your books. Yeah. I'm like, the, I'm like the cool cousin that's like recommending like the, the cool books, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my, that, that you know, leads to my second question. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're obsessed with the talk and, you know, and podcasting and reality TV and all kind of, you know, things that were created for people with very short attention spans. Yeah. And you could not pay me to read a fucking book, first mm. of all, because I'm dumb, second of all, because I CBA. And so I kind of want to know, like, in today's age, how do you just stick to a book? How, like, what makes a good, a, a good book? How are authors nowadays making you think, oh, this is so interesting, I'm going to carry on? Because usually I just give up. Okay, so there's a lot of things to this. One, I'm going to be honest, I've been reading since I was a little turd. So like I am a big reader. Both Scout and I are huge readers our whole lives. So it is a habit. You do need to want to be a reader, right? You need to like create a routine, either morning or night. You like actually need to sit down and start reading. Now, the thing that you just mentioned about like, oh, like how do they get compel you? So recently, which is why it's been going really viral on TikTok, is I've been reading romance novels. Now, these are not like the most thought-provoking narratives, you know? It's not like literature. These are like right. cute stories of a of people falling in love, okay? Like, I'm not saying that the the writing is bad because I would not read it if the writing is bad, but it's a little more simple, okay? And a little it's easily more digestible. Easily digestible. It's like watching a rom-com, okay? So what what makes you pick the book over scrolling on TikTok? Because one, my brain hurts when I go on uh social media. And two, it's like 
it's the one time I'm not looking at a fucking screen. Like it's the only time I'm looking at a piece of paper. And so, so you're not Kindle vibes, no Kindle. No, Scout and I tried that reading on the iPad and then our eyes just like got screwed up and we like couldn't read anymore. So we are back to physical books. And honestly, it's just such a treat. There's nothing better to me than like curling up on the couch, phone in the other room, reading a book about a rom-com. It's like, it's like a, a fantasy. You get to escape your life basically the same way that you watch TV or watch a movie. You're escaping your life and they really do compel you. Like it's not hard to get into a really good book. I think there's definitely book right. ruts and I've been there. I was just there and it was like, fuck, every single book I had to just stop um, because it just wasn't captivating me. But that's something that you need to um, like give yourself permission to do is what, and I struggle with this is like, just drop it. If it's after 50, I give myself 50 pages. If it's not like literally making me want to itch and read it, then it's, it's gone. It's bye. What are your thoughts on audiobooks? No, never done it. And a uh, really hot controversial take. If you listened to the book, you didn't read it. Really? I, I only do audiobooks now. That's all I have time for. Like on my walks with Luna, like audiobook. Okay, so yeah, it's fine. It's like a podcast, but like you didn't read it. Yeah. You listened to it. I'm crazy with like productivity. Like I just am juggling yeah. so many different jobs at the moment and so many different things in my life. And I just feel like I feel, and I know this is terrible and you're going to fucking hate me for, but when I read a book, I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, I, I can't focus on the book because I'm like, I could mm. be doing this. I could be doing that. And I think that's maybe, you know, the result of living by myself. And mm. when you live on your own and you have to do every single thing on your own, like people don't really realize, I, I don't think, um, when they're a bit younger, but when you live in a home of your own with a dog, there's so many things you need to do. You need to clean the bathroom. You need to do this. You need to do the eye you need to there's just so many things and I never have enough time in the day but you know what you've inspired me I might have to just allow myself some time I'm gonna buy a short book I'll, a I'll very give you, yeah I'll give you some recommendations for like a non-reader and I think just set aside like 10 minutes before you go to bed and you'll fall asleep right away because it's a really good way to like fall asleep I'm really bad at falling asleep so yeah if you read you're gonna pass out so it's just like 10 minutes every night that's it my tip of the week, because we're still not there yet, and I can't believe it because we have so much to talk about, you know, when it comes to The Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, mine's going to be a very, you know, I used to like pride myself in being like so non-basic and I'm so like different, like... <laughs> I'm not fucking different. I don't know. I, I don't know what's happened to me. Maybe it's because I've lost my edge living in London. Like I... How is... How could you lose your edge living in London? That is not a thing. It's a thing. If anything, like, you gained your edge if you live in London really because I feel like now I've become like very housewife vibes like you know I, I pride myself in having like a super cute home and like my dog like Luna is always like perfectly great like I just thrive like I just need perfection in life I just that's my goal in life perfection okay I I have some differing opinions about that but that's okay but not perfection like I look perfect my life is perfect I just like everything to be in order okay like yeah. I like balance in order and balanced yes 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 like I can't work if there's shit all all over my house yeah, you know of course yeah I can't You're not a cook. sociopath it, well some people are especially yeah. in the UK like the level of cleanliness here has been t traumatizing <laughs> 
like no it's actually a problemo and I, i've tried so hard to fight against it because you know the weather sucks you get back you're rainy you're gross you're schwitzy you have frizzy hair like all the things mm -hmm. and so you know when i cook for example because now i cook like you know the result of lockdown i cannot cook if i have like open packets of salt and noodles and like it just doesn't work for me and i have like a really small kitchen so you know i've leaned into the you know spice jar with labels you know mm -hmm. that that life it's actually okay. very sad very sad it was very sad, very I dark chapter I, none, of my life none, none of this is sad to me i i'm enjoying this adulting i really? like it yeah but you're like the book girl so i'm not surprised <laughs> I'm like the nerd that's like, oh, the spice jars. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I picked my tip of the week because I knew someone would be excited about it. Oh, and yes. that is you. Um, so on Amazon, there is um, this brand called Pretty Pantry and Co. And basically they make these spice jar labels slash kitchen labels. So I bought all these amazing, cute, you know, spice jar glass containers that are very cheap inexpensive and then i got these spice jar labels from pretty pantry and co they're waterproof you know the way that the typo is it's all very minimal white like aesthetically pleasing and then i did all that and i loved the way it looked and then i went on and bought every other label for like you know sugar salt spaghetti olive oil like all the things and i have a fully labeled kitchen it took oh. me three days but like now when i cook it takes me 15 minutes instead of an hour it's like a wet dream. I would, I need to do that in my, like organize everything that way. That is just delightful. Like, I need to show you a photo of what it looks like because you're going to be so. Oh my God. Yeah. That is some clean lines right there. Do you get what I mean? The rest yes. of the stuff is all from H&M Home. So like, I'm very good at like doing the inexpensive thing look expensive. Dude, hot tip. H&M Home and also Zara Home. Yes, but I think H&M Home is slightly better in my yeah. opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I think H&M Home has more creativity. They're more creative. And if you want that very modern boho chic, um, very modern farmhouse vibe, you want to go for H&M Home. Right. Um, and these spice jars are like five pounds which is like i don't know eight dollars seven dollars like super super inexpensive for like 30 labels of like everything you can think of in the kitchen so this is my tip of the week um it's inexpensive it is a little time consuming but yeah but it's but it's but it's uh time like you you put in that initial time and then it's done. Like you just put in that like hour, you know, you're not all up and you're done. looking. Yeah. You're not looking around the kitchen. Where is the crushed red pepper? Where is this? Where is that? Like it's all fucking there and it's labeled and it makes the cleaning up process easier. Like it just really makes everything so much easier. So mm. I recommend it. Um, a lot of my friends who have purchased it recommend it. And, you know, well, I'll put all the links in the podcast description because Amazing. that's how I make my money. Um, <laughs> hacks we love it anyway okay the bachelorette so okay i've seen very controversial i've seen all over social media that everyone is saying this season is so boring i fucking hate it and you know what it's really made me so resentful towards batch nation because i'm like you guys are never fucking happy when never. you have 
never fucking happy and you're always fucking complaining. When you have a girl that has fake boobs, fake lips, looks like a model, everyone's like, I just want an older girl. You got her. I want a real girl. We have her this season and you're still fucking moaning. So what do you think about everyone hating on this season and how it's so boring? Because I don't think so. And yeah, the floor is yours. So I don't, I don't consider it boring. I was not excited. I will say that. I wasn't that big of a Katie fan. I was like, eh, I don't really Why understand not? the I appeal. Liked her. I don't know. I just like didn't understand the appeal. I just got such like friend vibes, especially from that one uh, date that she did with Matt James and, and Tyler C, which was like literally just a friend hangout. Like that was not a date. Um, and look, like some people you just don't vibe with. So that's that. But I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I didn't get like sexuality from her even though she is like the sex positive which i also want to ask you about is like sorry being sex positive is not a personality trait how are we making this the theme of the season like i think it's really annoying honestly but anyways so um but i think they're trying to be polite i think they're trying to be polite by by calling it sex positive i think what they're trying to say is sexual and sexual is a personality trait um that being said i don't get sexual vibes from her at all this season and i fully believe that it was false advertising yeah so i think it's like okay ha 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 she brought a dildo therefore she's sex positive i don't know so there's just a lot of issues I have. I always have issues with like the theme that they place around each uh, season. I think it does a really big disservice to the lead and just like to the rest of the contestants. But um, yeah, I heard that it's like record low ratings and viewership numbers this season, which I don't really understand. I think it's I think it's much better than Claire's season. Like anything is better than that dumpster fire of the season <laughs> um so i'm i'm here for it i like I, i'm so into katie i am pro katie i'm buying stock in katie i love her yeah i'm buying stock in katie too do you think it has a the, the chris harrison thing has something to do with it maybe so yeah i think um you know people at least in my narrative and what i've been seeing is like okay chris harrison equals bad like that what he did was awful and let's let's remove him from the show it's time let's move on i don't think the rest of the country or at least in the u.s feels that way i think people love him they've grown up with him in their living room they are just so attached to him and i think they're boycotting honestly i think he they 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 think he did nothing wrong which i was so surprised about i i i mean again with like just the the way you curate your feed and the news you get is like I, I only received the narrative of, oh, Chris Harrison is bad because I'm just a liberal human being who thinks racism is bad. Um, but most people I think are just so obsessed with him as this like, like anchor of the show. And I would agree that if there is something that feels off and there is something that feels missing and they'll get there. Um, I don't think this like rotating hosts is the answer. Um, but yeah, you want a familiar it, face. You want a familiar right. face. And the reason why, you know, Batch Nation is so popular is because every season, you know, regardless of Chris Harrison, you get people coming back like you get the familiar face of the previous season of the bachelor being from the bachelorette and you know familiarity is what makes the show keep going so you know with 
changing the host and all that stuff, it does make people feel less at home. Right. And I think I, I think, think they're just figuring it out. But um, I yeah, there's a clear I mean, there's just a clear missing point. I also like don't right. understand why they needed to have two women. It's like, oh, could could not one woman do the job? Like, why do you need two women to like fill the void of one man? If you're going to have bachelor basic bitches, it's very hard to carry the weight of like a, you know, well, like a, a host, an experienced host. You know what I sure. mean? And that's not to say that Tasha's basic or that Caitlin is um, basic, but they are a little bit bland as hosts. So the thing that I'm most concerned about, and I, I want to just say I love Tasha and I love Caitlyn, okay? Just like huge yeah. fans. They are not giving her the advice that she needs, okay? <laughs> like, no, like they Chris, ain't. Like the host it's is supposed the, to the, help what you. What they're giving her is, it's a lot. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. Like even, even okay, so even during this episode when, you know, uh, Katie was talking to Caitlyn and being like, okay, so like you brought Nick Vial on halfway through the season. Like I'm going through something similar with Blake. Like how do you deal with it? She's like, yeah, everyone's going to be mad at you. Yeah, it was a lot. But no tangible steps, no anything, no like what to say, what to do or anything. Like literally just saying, yeah, everyone's going to be mad at you. That's not, I don't know. So that that I think is but like. But maybe they cut things out too, but I just, yeah, yeah I, I I need a bit more from them. Like for me, honestly, with the, like the better, I don't know what's going on with the ratings and how everyone is saying it's boring. I don't find it boring. I find Katie quite pleasant to watch. If I'm honest, she's real. She's cool. Like, she's you know, real. when she crashed that car and she didn't like have a full blown panic attack because I would have. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, this girl is fucking sick. I have my bone to pick with The Bachelorette this year, and I will tell you why, because this okay. is in my notes, but I'm curious to find out what's in your notes as well. This here for the right reasons thing has got to stop. And there's a, there's a few reasons why. So no one is there for the right reasons. Like, why is no one saying it? But like, honestly, like people, let me tell you what it comes down to. People are on The Bachelor and Bachelorette for not right or wrong reasons. They are there for opportunities. And that opportunity could be fame. It could be money. It could be getting becoming The Bachelor. It could be falling in love with Katie. That's an opportunity too. Uh -huh. But people get on the show for opportunities. No one gets on the show for a person they've never fucking met before. No guy or girl, for that matter, gets on the show because they're like, I'm going to find my person. No one thinks that way. If people thought that way, they would not be scrolling on dating apps. They would not be going on three dates a week. That is not how the world works. So, you know, the pointing fingers at he's not here for the right reasons. Like, I don't want to fucking hear it because none of you are. I fully agree with you. A thousand and, oh, sorry, percent. Sorry for cutting you, but also whatever that guy's name is, Tom, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas. I appreciate him saying, originally, I came to be the bachelor and then I liked you. I, I, I know that it makes, you know, I know it's unpopular opinion, but I appreciate at least one person being fucking honest on the show. Honestly, it was so refreshing to hear someone even utter that motive. We have never heard someone say, 
even just thinking about like, oh, I kind of want to be the next Bachelorette or the next Bachelor. Like, I have never heard that in my time of watching the show, which I thought was fascinating. And he's fucking honest. If, if you can tell me that no one else in that room thought that, please, please. Yeah. Like, and all the other guys are like, it's crazy that that was your initial thought. Like, I could be the Bachelor. Are you joking? You are signing up, going through rounds and rounds and rounds of auditions for a girl that you've I, never met. I mean, are we supposed no. to? Yeah, are we supposed to also believe that like Matt James originally went on Claire's season to not be the Bachelor? Of course, he went on because he wanted to be the Bachelor. Them, all, all of them. them. All of them. You go on this show for opportunities. It's not even about thinking I'm going to be The Bachelor. You go on the show for opportunities. And so for once, we have this guy who has the balls and the edge to admit that. But to mm-hmm. say, I, you know, I came here for that, but I like you. I would have believed him mm-hmm. and kept him on over all the fake motherfuckers in the show being like, how dare you? How dare you? You've all done the same fucking thing. It's so true. Also, I think another layer to this is the person that rats them out. Like it, if you, you obviously have never seen the show. If you are going to Katie and being like, he's not here for the wrong reasons. It really, it never ends well for that person. I don't know why so many people are like, she needs to know. I I remember who it was, but one guy was like, look, she'll find out if he's an asshole later. Why are you wasting your time with her to talk about other people? Like, just let her figure it out for herself. She will figure it out because he's an asshole. So it's like, uh, if I ever went on The Bachelor, which like, not planning to, but you just know never to be the person that rats it out. I mean, like, are you stupid? Because the truth is, if you are ratting him out, it's because you're trying to be The Bachelor. So you're all there for the same reasons. They're not the right ones, okay? I, we need to stop talking about this because, yeah. you know, there is ne- there is not a single instance in life where someone goes through rounds and rounds of audition to not be The Bachelor. Of course. You know? And I, I did like that she called out Blake. You know, she was like, you know, you've been here three times already. Like that make me that makes me question your intention. Okay, okay but he's not been through three times. Okay, he was like, oh yeah, I've been through this three times. I'm like, no, you were on Claire's season. You weren't at. You didn't decide to go on a second time for Tasha. Like, I'm sorry, that's not. He was on it twice. Yeah, I guess they had the choice to leave for Tasha, right. but he stayed. But like, yeah, he was on one season, but she meant you went through three girls. You went through th- three girls. Okay, whatever. I, I, I don't, I, I think they're making him out to look worse than he is. No, he does. He doesn't because I'm saying they're all there for opportunities and like right. props to them. Like they, them, they make my week. Like I wait to watch that fucking episode. So like, thanks to them. But like, yep. okay, let's talk about your notes. Let's talk about the guys. I want your thoughts okay. about the guys. Okay, so here are my tops, and I want to hear your thoughts as well. So we okay, got okay. Yes, we I'm got, really bad at names. Okay, cute boy Greg, who is like the sensitive one who cried this past episode. Cutie, yeah, I think he's gonna Cutie. be top two. Cutie, she yeah, but like you know him. what? I, yeah, no, but I love him. She loves him. He loves her. Like lovey, lovey, dovey. But like the guy that we love first never wins, and he always disappoints. And I really don't want him to disappoint. Well, yeah. Did you see? I mean, there was a teaser. The like second half of the season teaser last night, and he is in it a lot. Like he was like 
can I leave now? And like storming off the set. So, and Katie actually was on Nick Vial's podcast and she said that the ending is not traditional. So, which makes me believe that she doesn't end up with anyone, which is just like, but they say that about every ending though. They always say it's not traditional. Well, some people say I'm, I'm engaged, but like, I'm not going to obviously tell you who, but I, but like people confirm they're engaged. No. And she's like, it's, uh, she said, it's not traditional shit hits the fan, which it seems like. So anyways, so Greg, um, but I love him. We love him. Blake, honestly, there's like a real like draw to him for her. I don't really I see need it, him but. to. I need him to relax his jaw. Like <laughs> it pains me to watch him. I just feel like he's got a lot of jaw tension and that he needs like face gym or something. Like it's right. just a lot of jaw tension for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see that. He seems. Yeah. He seems a lot. Uh, but I think yeah. that's what she likes. I just, I don't know. He does seem like her type for sure. But like, please fix your jaw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> please fix your jaw. And then next, I mean, we have Michael, who is Which just is a that? sweetheart. He's the widower. Oh, the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. The old widower. Yeah. Which, so honestly, he is just, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. He has a beautiful story. I don't think he's ready. From what I can tell from him telling his story about his wife was, I think he's, I just think he's not ready. I think that his wife was like the one true love for him. And that's great. And that's not like, you know, it's not like he can ever move on, but this may sound harsh. This may sound harsh because I don't know what it's like to, you know, lose a partner, let alone lose a wife. That's like your one and only. But like, I feel like, it would be important for him to meet someone who's maybe divorced someone or lost someone and who understands loss. Whereas like she's never had that one true love before. And I feel like they might not be on the same page if they ever ended up having like a very serious relationship. I agree. I think he goes far. People are saying that he might be the bachelor. That will be tricky because he's not ready for that either. I know. I don't know. So, but I like him. I think he brings some like, wisdom and maturity <laughs> to the group so yes i, I appreciate which we him. thought claire would do but failed to do oh my god are claire and dale still together now yeah they're together now like so so are matt james and rachel how crazy is that yeah and also taisha and zach so i feel like we've had kind of successful kind seasons of success. like but like i don't consider claire and dale a success i just consider it like a tragedy but you I, know. I consider it like stalking like she was <laughs> I've never seen someone so obsessed. Oh my gosh. Watching that season was like watching my seven-year-old self fancying the new guy at like kindergarten, just like hiding behind the toys to see if he was there or like trying to steal his glove when he wasn't looking. Come on, Batch Nation. Like I'm going to be the complainant now, which I was, you know, bitching about people who complain. When you go for the mature girl, you got to give us the maturity that goes with it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they put, they gave us the mature girl and they left her maturity at home. So we basically right. got like the kindergarten season of like 38 year old Claire. She was a disaster. A terrible disaster. Yeah. I love Aaron. He's like the hot tall guy tan he's like the voice of reason she really she she looks to him as um like a confidant yeah you lost me at him 
Okay, if you saw him, you would know who he was. He's like tan, really tall. Oh, the one who was like working out on the episode. Right. Uh, sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, he worked no, out. No, no, no. There's one guy who's like doing weights while the bad guy, Tom, was going up to him being like, yeah, everyone hates me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who that was. Well, regardless, Aaron, I don't think he wins, but he's like very good looking. So right, we're, we're right. into him. And then there was one. Oh, Andrew, which like I didn't see until the one-on-one today, or the one-on-one last night. Um, they have a real chemistry. And I really appreciated the uh, interracial you know, discussion that he had with her yes. and her response yes. to it. And there's just been so much... The Bachelor, the Bachelor in the franchise, they have just been not doing it right in terms of diversity, being having this kind of diversity talk and 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 these racial issues. They are just they're they're misstepping every single way. And I don't know if like he was prompted to talk about that or that really was something he wanted to bring up, but. I, I really appreciated it. And I think I think she handled it beautifully. I think he handled it beautifully. And I, I, honestly, I, I think he goes far. I think so too. Who do you think wins? Greg. Greg. Yeah. I, I, I think he does. I think he wins. I, I don't think they get engaged. Uh, no. um, I think they're going to have some bumps along the way. This is like me just like, you know, who knows? I haven't checked reality, Steve. So I no, don't know. I never do. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to. And then I was like, why am I doing this? I do think they're going to have bumps, which are going to make them not get engaged. Um, I don't. I think they're very young; like they're not ready to get engaged. And I think people want to be. I think people, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is just me, like in, in my own world. I don't think people go onto the Bachelor Bachelorette anymore, wanting to get engaged and end the engagement. I feel like people are a bit more cautious about it than they were. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I think the format of the show needs to change. I don't understand why there needs to be this pressure to get engaged at the end. It's not realistic. It's not. I understand that's like historically what the what the show has been about. But look at Matt James and Rachel. Like you could just find your person and then figure that out later. Like it, it's fine. I think it needs to be more normalized to leave the show dating. And with with the with the prospect of of getting engaged, but it's like you don't need to to get engaged but i kind of disagree with that because i feel like otherwise it's just another one of these dating shows and then everyone's talking about who's breaking up who's which which they are but what makes the bachelor so like the roses and the gowns it's that ring at the end it's the ring yeah so i i I know but i think it does put though an unnecessary level of pressure that like if they could have just exited The Bachelor, I'm sure, I'm sure actually this would be an interesting study. Like more uh, couples probably could stay longer if they didn't have to get engaged at the end. I think they should do the engagement and they should just put older people on. For sure. I mean, we I got think fucked you- over with Colton. He like made it all younger. Now it's just 21 year olds. 100- a hundred percent. I think, you know, for example, at, I don't know how old you are. I think you're a bit younger than me. But, you know, at our ages, you don't want to date someone for seven years before you get engaged. You want to know that you're dating someone that's not going to like sit around and not fucking know. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that in your older age, because you have more experience and because you've lived through so much, you kind of know what you want a little bit more. You know, 
And so I think the engagement thing wouldn't be as crazy and it wouldn't be pressure if you had a bunch of people who fucking knew. Who were like 35. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing with these 22-year-olds? I don't understand. It's like a frat party. It is a frat party with like, what's it called? This stupid fucking dress designer that I can't stand their dresses. (laughs) Prom dresses. Are they like the bandage dresses? Sherry Hill, Sherry Hill, Giovanni. They're like the bandage? No, they're like bedazzle, bedazzle, very old. You think I wear bedazzles? (laughs) I don't fucking know. I've never seen you at an event. Oh, no, it's all black for me. Yeah, same. And like, you know, sometimes a print if I'm in Israel, but it's something very tasteful and like from Revolve or something. I don't fucking know. Not now, but I mean, I'm not trying to promote Revolve. I feel like the Batch Nation does enough of a good job. They were, did you see their 4th of July party at Nobu? I just... So extra. Like, can I just say, but like, also, I like, just want to. So jealous. <laughs> I get so fucking jealous. I have my bone to pick with Revolve as well, because let me tell you something about Revolve. I love the shop. I shop on Revolve. Mm. Okay. I love the clothes. They're expensive, but like, I love expensive. So, like, whatever. Um, yeah, I tell people I don't do sales. <laughs> <laughs> Like the other day, I walk into the Coupos with like my boyfriend and his brother. Oh my god, and I love that store. Yeah, me too. So amazing. And the girl was like, "So the sales are here?" And like the new, cl- I was like, "No sales, please." And then, and then my boyfriend's brother goes, "If anything's on sale, make her pay full price." Oh, I, I, there's something about sales. And, you know, I say I don't do sales, but in reality, I do. I just wouldn't tell anyone that I've done it. Right. It's the perception. <laughs> It's the perception that like, you know, this ugly old dress that's stained that no one wanted. And like, why? Like clothes are a direct representation of you. And I don't want to be the lonely stained dress that no one fucking wanted. No, you are not that person. And you are what you wear. You embody it. So I agree. I'm going to, I'm so going to stand by you. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't do sales and I only do designer. I'd rather go to Zara new collection than do a sale at fucking the Coupos. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds 100%. bad. I know no, it sounds bad. No, people relate to this. Honestly, I I like a discount, I think, but, but yes. I agree what you're saying is like the sales section is like the sad, like no one wanted it. It's like last year's bullshit. And it's like, I mean, I agree. I go to like Urban Outfitters, I go to the sale. I'm like, what am I lo- like? And then you know what? The occasional time that you find one sale a- yeah. item that is something that you would actually want, then you start to stress buy all the <laughs> other sale items because you have FOMO and then you go home and then you end up with a fucking wardrobe full of shit that you don't want. So this is the trick about sales. I love how we've gone on this tangent, but I feel like it's essential for people to understand. It's essential. Like, if you are so lucky or unlucky to find a sale item that is exactly what you need, then you stress by, then you fucking hate your life because you feel you look ugly in all your clothes. But the truth is you don't. It's because you didn't shop intentionally. You stress bored because you found one sale item that you liked. So let me tell you something. I don't fucking do sales, okay? I'm I'm going to say it loud and proud. I used honestly, to be ashamed, but I'm proud. Honestly, I think this is something we need to lean into. I think it's not talked about enough. Um, 100%. I think there needs to be, um, the, the light needs to be on 
uncovered on the anti-sale. You know what? Let's normalize not doing sales. That said, Harrods London has an amazing sale. And I vowed, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's sales and then there's like sales. Like, right. For sure. About Revolve, right? Their stuff's expensive. I love good quality. I love luxury. Sure. Okay. I'm not going to shop on Goop and buy their overpriced, like ugly ass long dresses, but I'm going to go on fucking Revolve. Okay. And so I like the clothes. I go on their social media and I see like skinny girl after skinny girl after gorgeous skinny girl. And I don't like (sighs) to talk about weight on, on social media because I get skinny shamed all the time and I eat a lot and it's like actually something that's affected my life. And I don't want to be the crying moany skinny girl, like the sad COVID bride who couldn't get married. Like no one likes that girl. Right. But so many people have commented revolve only skinny girls. I can't relate. They pick the, the skinny girls to go on the trip. And when that shit happened, then I start seeing medium-sized models on their TikTok, all over the TikTok. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking transparent. Like it just, something needs to change with the marketing strategy at Revolve. That's all I want to say about Revolve. A hundred percent. I mean, like Bachelor Nation, they are always late to the game. It's also similar to um, like how Victoria's Secret right now is trying to like, they're trying to like come out as a real beauty. I'm like, okay, you're about like five years too late. Like where you guys were doing these stupid fashion shows last year, like for 10 years, at least all the girls when it's like Victoria's Secret fashion show time. Girls are literally crying themselves to sleep. They're like, this is going to be the week where all the photos come out. I'm going to hate my life. How are you not aware that you made every girl's fucking life miserable? Oh, like, I never I just need to yet. know. I've never watched no. one of those things. Like, why would you do that? It was so toxic for body image in general and beauty standards. It was ridiculous. So I agree, though. I think Revolve has a long way to go in terms of inclusion, whether that's race, whether that's body type, like it is very, they like pride themselves on being like an exclusive brand. And honestly, it's, it's tricky, but yeah, now they're of course, yeah. Trying to make TikToks with like plus size models. I'm like, okay, where the fuck was this like five years? Like, I'm sorry. Like it's a little too late. And like, I'm not going to lie. Let's keep things real on this podcast because that's what I'm, you know, that's that's the only way we know how to do things. This is the only way I know how to do things. When I'm on a website and they've, you know, blatantly put a plus size model there to be like, I have a plus size model there. I can't look at the item for myself because that's not how it would look on me Mm -hmm. because I'm not plus size, you know, and that's not saying I'm better or worse off for not being plus size, but that's something that I cannot relate to. And I can't see how this item would look on me. So I think that the solution is not you it's one or it's either or I think that brands need to start showing like you know so this is something that I've actually spoken about before with a couple of my friends you have the Zara's of the world who are like this is an item right (laughs) can't can't fucking see the item you can't see it it's just like Like, I don't know what the fucking top looks like, right? (laughs) But instead of doing, you know, product shots of like different angles, like do it on different body body sizes, body types. So you can see how this looks on the smaller girl. You can see how this looks like on the more curvaceous girl. And yes, I know it's a little bit more time. It's a little bit more money invested in photography, but maybe it's a little bit less return fees for everyone as well. For sure. And I mean, Everlane does that already. So you can 
would be like, let me see this in the different sizes. I think it's definitely something that across the board, it should be a prerequisite for, for to show case. Like, again, yeah, it's so true though, because you know, I see the very, very skinny girl on every single, you know, model. And I'm, and I'm just like, I don't know what that would look like in a size medium. Like, I just don't know. Yeah, but I, and then I, get I it don't and know like, how that would look like on me either, by the way. Right. The really skinny is not like, cause I have a, a it's bum. Just unrealistic. And like, it's, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Yeah. And yeah. also like, can we not uh, like, okay, yes, a hundred percent. We need to show plus size models, but where's just like a normal looking girl? Like, I don't know. I, I'm not, a, not normal. Okay. That was bad. More so like just a middle, a mid body type. Does that make sense? Like, oh, a I'm girl not, next door, a girl a, next door. An, okay. <laughs> okay well, I don't mean like average looks like more so. No, like, I we want see an a skinny average. Person. We see a skinny person. We see like the XL. Where's the medium? I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. But I also want a girl next door. Like I don't want to <laughs> see you know, but you know yeah. what bugs me? Like, you know, they show you a plus size model, right? Well, she's gorgeous. And she's like Ashley fucking Graham. Fucking amazing. We're bitter as fuck, by the We're way. We're so this bitter. Like- <laughs> you know what? They need to hear it though. And from us, two white Jewish women. Yeah. Show me someone with a pimple. Show me someone that, <laughs> yes. no, I just want someone who doesn't have perfectly groomed brows. I right. want someone who has... I don't know, a birthmark. That is all I want. It's not even about the size anymore. I I need one imperfection and then I'll shut the fuck up forever. Honestly, I think we're onto something. Pimples and (laughs) average. (laughs) Honestly, I'll I'll volunteer as tribute. I have pimples all the time and I have a very average body. So like revolve if you're listening which like of course you are i volunteer's yeah. tribute to be your like girl next door model okay and i get and if there's no and if we don't get more sales from it then we can go back to the original plan but like and you know what i'm correcting myself now i i take it back i don't i don't want multiple body types but i need to see how outfits look with people who aren't perfectly proportioned from top to bottom because the truth is most of us women right. you know some of us have tiny boobs with big bumps some of us have massive boobs with tiny bumps some of us has very broad shoulders with like tiny hips and i don't like the word proportion because that's wrong but you know what i mean like yeah. according to us to the standards of beauty Standard, that these people right. have, you know, exactly you know? And so if you showed me shit on someone that wasn't just all skinny or all plus size, I would I would be happy with that. Okay. All right. This is a PSA to Revolve. I we, can't believe I've given them that much airtime considering how much money I spent on their website. On, I mean, honestly, we've just like, we've given them a whole new marketing strategy. Like, I, I mean, they need to pay us. Wow, we've been talking for so long and I need to pee. Um, okay, one yeah, last thing yeah. I do want to say is honorable mention to Wells Adams, who appeared finally on this season. Um, I'm obsessed with him. And obsessed with be, him. Apparently, he's going to be like the host for Paradise. He should be the host always. I think this might be like his audition. On that note, there is hope for the Bachelor. There the is hope. Wells Adams. Well done. Fucking love, Katie. Fucking love you, Maddie. Um, can you please tell everyone where they can find you um, and uh, all about OKSIS podcast, all of the plugs? Yes. Um, yeah. The most important one is go listen to OKSIS podcast. OKAYSIS. Anywhere podcasts are found. And you can follow us on Instagram at OKSIS podcast. Can I hear you? I feel it. You better believe it.